0: Welcome to the On Deck Podcast presented by LineStar. I'm Shannon Somerville here with Tyler Weeman. Mm-hmm. Today we have a very special guest joining us from Fox 5 San Diego is Julian Delgado. Julian, we are glad to have you on the On Deck Podcast. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait to hear all your insight. First of all, though, Julian, uh, I did do a little research on you. I watched a couple Uh-oh. videos oh, and boy. I saw one clip where you were at a Boarding event? I'm not sure where, but the stadium was blasting Taylor Swift. Oh And it seemed oh, wow. like you were a Swifty.
1: You know what? Oh. Uh, can you my, I can confirm, actually. My girlfriend is a huge Swifty, and uh, there's a story to that as well, because she's loved uh, Taylor Swift for as far back as I remember. We are actually in New York about two months ago, I want to say. We had no agenda. She was there for work. And we found out that uh, the Tribeca Film Festival was airing a Taylor Swift short film for All Too Well. can't believe I'm talking about this and this is the lead. But so <laughs> we end up going to the theater. We see Taylor Swift, Blake Lively, and Ryan Reynolds and somehow get free tickets to this thing. I totally won Boyfriend of the Year, I feel like, because I, I was pushing us to go. We get inside, uh, super funny, super random, but uh, but lyrically, she's great. You know, I, I, I love Taylor Swift. but. That's uh awesome. But don't tell anybody, you know, don't tell anybody <laughs> <It's>
2: <laughs> your your secret's safe between you and I and our yeah. on-deck podcast and listeners. That is an official welcome to the on-deck podcast. <laughs> Shannon Daly tries to bring stuff up for me. So she's been trying well, to get you, me to do TikTok dances and all are sorts you a of things.
1: Ta- are you a Swifty? What's what's the like one artist on your pot or on your playlist? You just don't want people to know that uh, that's on there.
0: Oh man, I got some brutal ones. <laughs> However, I mean. Are, is it that really embarrassing at this stage in my life i don't care i just like what good i life. like and who cares right but i am have been on quite the kick with the song narco that is edwin diaz's walkout song for the closer for the mess and he mm-hmm. has that have you heard that song
1: i have it but i'll will uh, i'll add it you to my it, apple play narco yes. it's it's a, it's a good it's a one banger.
0: Oh, yeah it's a banger all right <laughs> so narco. Speaking of walkout songs and trying to transition here to baseball, what we're actually here to talk yeah, about. Yeah, let's
1: mm-hmm. let's talk brass tacks. <laughs>
0: now, you talk, you cover the Padres, and it's been a little bit of an exciting couple of weeks for the Padres. Uh, how has that been covering them?
1: You know, I would say it's been the most exhausting and fulfilling two weeks. I think the trade deadline, I think we all knew that the Padres were going to make a move. And I think that this move kind of stretched from the last trade line that they had, where they lost out on Max Scherzer, there were reports coming in that he was coming to the Padres, you know, big names were reporting that, uh, people were tweeting out photos of Scherzer in a Padres uniform, mm-hmm. clearly he went to the Dodgers and clearly he disappeared in the playoffs for the Dodgers last year, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, you. <laughs> yeah, for, for some, but, um, so, so you kind of flash forward a year later, you know, they're talking to the Nationals and AJ Preller said this himself, you know, the second he heard Juan Soto was available, he was on the phone with Washington trying to figure out what kind of deal can be made, where, what pieces we have to offer, what prospects. And uh, ultimately the chips fell as they did Juan Soto is a Padre. I still can't believe it. And uh, actually I I think something I was hoping to talk to you guys about uh, is the human element of adding a superstar like Juan Soto to a clubhouse where, you know, Tatis has kind of always been the guy if you think about it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. 14 years, $340 million contract. Soto was offered one year more than that and a hundred million more than that financially, which would have been the richest contract in major league baseball history. And he tells Washington essentially to take a hike. So you get a guy with an ego or not even an ego, but somebody who turned that amount of money down and you blend him in with Tatis who's young and up and coming and they're all 23 years old. Like how does that human element play in? Tatis is clearly injured, but, you know, is that motivating him to come back sooner? What were the Padres going to allow? Uh, but it, it's, it just shakes up the entire organization, and I'm here for all of it.
2: Yeah, it, it's an interesting point. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about was is how the clubhouse is gelling. When you have, you know, old guard leaving, new guard coming in, and like you said, Juan Soto being such a superstar – the team coming together and gelling is a really important thing. We've seen like the Dodgers, they have great chemistry. How is that going on in San Diego?
1: Well, I think that they have lost a lot of that with the departure of Eric Hosmer and everything that went down with that deal. You know, initially he was supposed to be in that trade to Washington, but a clause in his contract forced him to, you know, say, no, I don't want to go to Washington. And that's why Luke Voigt got uh, swept into that. For me though, you look at, who the longest tenure Padre in that clubhouse is, and that's Will Myers as of right now. And Myers is a guy who was supposed to be the guy, what, five, six years ago? Yeah. He's a franchise player before Manny, before all those other guys. And, you know, he's dealt with injury all season. And I, he said this in the first interview I had with him going into this year, that this is probably going to be his last season with the Padres. So yeah. how, you know, invested is he in creating that culture? Because he usually leans on guys like that. And then you look at the rest of the clubhouse and i think a name that kind of sticks out is manny machado you know mm-hmm. he's the older veteran now he's had experience but in a lot of ways how much do these players lean on a guy like machado in a role that i don't think he's really used to quite yet being able to kind of lean on hosmer and, and have you know a guy with a world series ring a guy who's been there and done that and somebody who's a lot older than manny um there so I think it's going to take time for, for them to fully gel. You know, I think that Dodgers Padres series came a little quickly. Life happens pretty fast. Right. But, um, it's thrown right into the fire thrown right into the fire. Absolutely. So, so with that being said, you know, I think when they do put it together, they're going to be a really dangerous team, but they need a leader and I don't think that they have one quite yet.
0: Do you think that they will gel in time? to really get after it for a World Series title. So before the trade deadline, Padres plus 2,000 to win the World Mm -hmm. Series. Post-trade deadline, that's plus 1,000. The odds to win the NL went from plus 1,000 to plus 400. Do you see them as legitimate contenders for either a World Series or the National League title?
1: I do. I do. And I I say that because when you look at their lineup fully healthy, they're one through six in that rotation – or in in that – in that batting lineup. Order. Yeah, in that batting order. Words are difficult sometimes, right? In that batting order, um, are all stars or have been all stars at some point. And then you look at the bottom half of that, like a jerks and profar who's been known to get hot every so often, a Trent Grisham who's had his struggles, but also has hit, you know, walk-off home runs and walk off uh, RBIs and things like that. So guys like that couldn't they can come together. The the question I think is how do you stop the Dodgers, right? You have a bullpen like Josh Hader a couple of nights ago. I mean, without Manny Machado's walk-off home run against the Giants, we're having a completely different conversation. It's six losses in a row. That's the most they've had all season long. So how reliable is the bullpen? And, I mean, the starters were good. They At one point of the season, they were leading quality starts uh, out of all Major League Baseball this year with, you know, less than three runs given up and more than six innings pitched. So. I think they they're there, but I think the Dodgers are just. I mean, I think their winning percentage is above 700 at this point. It, it's absurd.
2: Yeah, they they've been very good. My uh, my grandma, my dad continually let me know. Yeah, it he's hurts. got
0: a split household or a split yeah. family, half Dodgers, half Padres. So you know, Thanksgivings right. are awkward
1: half, Thanks, half yeah. good
2: guys half bad guys
0: you
1: know? you know i i get it i'm just happy that for once at the trade deadline the padres came out victorious you know i think that so many people at the end of last year were like sir, he's gonna be here he's gonna be the guy just to get their hearts like ripped out right in front of them. it was very like indiana jones where he's like kalima and the heart's like just coming out and uh, what, what is that uh <laughs> <laughs> Raiders, of, not Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, I know exactly
0: what you're talking yeah. about. Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. Yeah. There
1: we go. There we
2: go. I, I definitely had full flashbacks, PTSD from that when uh, the Soto talks are going on. I was just telling myself it wasn't going to happen. So when it actually did, I was pretty pretty surprised, pretty happy. The good thing about that Soto deal is we do have a couple more years with him. And so there is time for that team to gel, even if we don't get it this year.
0: Oh, were we always already making excuses, Tyler?
2: No. Not <laughs> at all. Your Yankees are going down, oh, yeah. that's for Julian, sure. Julian, I'm a Yankees oh, fan, so Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <know>.
0: We've lost <laughs> seven you know, of the last eight. It's been a rough oh, stretch here. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's I like actually the think Joey Gallo trade.
1: Well, Gallo yeah. finally did something with the Dodgers last right. night, which is yeah, kind of surprising. Good shot. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah. What
0: other teams are you looking at? for maybe a World Series title, other than Dodgers, Padres. You know, Any I think a tips? dark
1: horse in the American League are uh, the Blue Jays. I know they just had a little skit against the Reds, but I think they have the talent to get themselves there. They had, I think, the most All-Stars sent to the Midsummer Classic this past year. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is an absolute animal. I think that mm-hmm. he has not necessarily blown up to the level of Tatis or Soto here in the States, but I think that, you know, his dad's resume speaks for himself, and I think Vlad he's so young and limitless and he'd, he'd be great in California on one of those teams, but, uh, yeah. you know, anybody, but the Astros, I think is, is who I would go for. Uh, yeah. you know, yeah. you
2: know. I, I think the Astros got to be the favorite right now from the AL, the trades that they made, they're looking pretty good, pretty tough.
0: I don't like that. I know. You know. I know you hate it. I got to but... be objective and the Yankees are concerning me as of late
2: problem with the yankees there's so boom bust
0: yeah if they hot
2: they can beat
1: anybody
0: right I, we'll see so,
1: i so i think the, the most amazing storyline that come out of the yankees this year though is um aaron judge what how many home runs is he at so far i mean can he break 61 is that yeah like, i mean it's pretty i think pretty he's at incredible. 45 now
0: and as a Aaron judge fan, mm-hmm. you know, all rise for the judge every day on the podcast. I think it makes some sort of Aaron judge reference because he's yep. just pretty incredible, but it is scary to think that he could be in a different uniform next year.
1: Will See, be. I think that's just game. Some gamesmanship. I-, I think he's you just do. trying to get a fat contract out of people. Yeah. I mean, you're the guy on the Yankees like that. If, you're five years old. What team do you want to play for? And what team do you want to be the guy for? You know, but all that's to say is if the Yankees win the World Series this year, I think if you're Aaron Judge at that point, maybe you want something different, change of pace, because you've done everything you can with that organization. So if I was a Yankee fan, I want to keep Judge long term. I I would oh, hope yeah, that uh, sure. that we choke in the it's playoffs.
0: Crazy to think that they didn't lock it up before the season, and now they've got to be just oh themselves with like, this, oh, man, season this season that he's season having. Has just been incredible.
2: If they were to win the World Series, he would be naming his price.
0: Yeah, Julian, what are your thoughts on MVP? When you look at okay, like a guy like Shohei Otani, who does pitches mm-hmm. and hits, do you think that's often? Almost, we're at like a fatigue fatigue point with that, and that that should be still a bigger deal when you look at someone like Aaron Judge, who's obviously having an incredible season. But how do you compare that with Shohei?
1: You know, it's so interesting because I I always I, I go back to a story that uh, that I just experienced with Shohei personally, where you know you always hear about this guy. He's Babe Ruth. He can hit, he can pitch. He's, you know, got struck out more than nine and X, you know, six plus outings or whatever he's doing. He could, he's hit home runs consecutively, but I hope he doesn't suffer from the Mike Trout syndrome where he just stays on the angels forever. And I think Mike Trout doesn't even have a playoff series win under his belt and people you know, often refer to him as the goat. And I'm of like NBA pedigree because I grew up with the Lakers and being a Lakers fan where it's like, if you don't have a ring, it don't mean a thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but all that's to say is, you know, between Judge and Shohei, I don't think the Angels deserve Shohei. And the other interesting part about him is the fact that, you know, I I was at the All-Star game a few weeks back and and Shohei walked right in front of me, you know, it's just like a scramble and he's so big and it's so polarizing, but it's also amazing to see an athlete that kind of transcends not just you know california baseball not just united states baseball but you know you're getting people from all over the world just flocking around and just trying to get a question in and just the buzz surrounding him when he was on the field taking batting practice it was it was the same thing you know all these cameras all these people just um in, in so many ways you're seeing like a modern babe ruth and something he's doing we've all i think kind of argued at some point will never be done again but uh, but he's wasting his talents in Anaheim. You know, I, yeah. I think that uh, I, he's making, let me Google this, but I think he's making $22 million right now, and that contract's coming up. And some of these contracts they're handing out, like Shohei should have the biggest yeah. and richest yeah. major league. Um,
0: <laughs> What's well, so but. sad with the Angels? You have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani at the beginning of this year, and they couldn't put it together.
2: It's, it's incredible that they can't figure it out there.
1: And you had Rendon. I mean, Rendon won a World Series with uh, the Nationals, right? Goes to Anaheim, just kind of disappears in that lineup. You you would think that they have the pieces there, and it's a destination. I mean, Anaheim's in between. San Diego's above Los Angeles. You kind of get a little bit of Orange County there. Pretty ritzy areas. Disneyland. You know, why wouldn't you want to play where it's sunny in 73 most days? But um,
2: Yeah, I mean, they've had some bad luck. Rendon just can't stay healthy, but their farm system hasn't been producing it's it's a scary situation for Anaheim. I, I don't think they can re-sign Shohei because if they do they're going to keep with the same team they have and they've shown it doesn't work.
1: I I have a question for you guys too with in, in regards to Shohei, you know, with this contract coming up and him, you know, potentially eyeing somewhere else. Do you see him going to Seattle and following the Ichiro Suzuki route or or do you think This is a kid who wants to carve his own path and be even bigger than Ichiro. Uh,
2: I know what Shannon's going to (laughs) say. Go ahead. Uh, Shannon's going to be all about the Yankees. (laughs) I've been telling her for months now that Shohei will look
1: fat in (laughs) pinstripes. But we all know
0: that pinstripes are very slimming.
1: You know, they they have the money. I I think the Dodgers are another team that's right up the road that could potentially, you know, offer him
2: everything i i could see the dodgers going all in on him kershaw leaving frees up some money and obviously we know they they're willing to spend some money yeah i don't know
0: where they calls to him
2: during the yeah but i i would go east
1: coast you know yeah
2: i i would be shocked to see the dodgers let him go i mean they'll do whatever they can to keep him in la i'm sure yeah
0: well, i feel like on jersey
1: storylines. sales alone oh sorry guys i i feel no, like right. on jersey sales alone you know and uh and yeah. young and up-and-coming athletes and everything it's a business at the end of the day and mm-hmm. i think shohei would fill seats and, and do all that even well past his career
2: he he's absolutely incredible we're so lucky to be able to watch him day in and day out uh just yeah. hope he doesn't From go a to the doctors
0: perspective it's also really fun and to be able to Sometimes we'll bet on him even when he's pitching some yeah. of the, the hitter props for him because, I mean, when you're yeah. looking at that Angels lineup, like he's the only one that can hit because with Trout out too.
2: Yeah, and a lot of the time his lines are similar to when he's not pitching. And we've seen when he's pitching, his average is down. He's, he's not quite as good with the bat on those days. Makes sense, though, because he's got to focus on a lot of things those days.
1: Yeah, no, no kidding, you know, and, and for him to compete at such a high level and have success where, you know, certain players in the minor league system are just trying to be good at one of those things. And he's essentially an all-star in both in the majors. is, uh, It's video game stuff, you know.
2: It, it's unreal. He's doing things that Babe Ruth hasn't done. Yeah.
0: All right. So let's get we'll get to a few MLB storylines, Julian, mm-hmm. and then we will do our home run calls. We'll kind of go around with that. So, some storylines. The first one I want to start off with is kind of funny, and Julian, you can weigh in on it. Dusty Baker was out with COVID. The Astros game on Sunday in Cleveland aired on Peacock. So, Baker just could not find a way to watch it in quarantine. So, he opted for a Bob Marley documentary on Netflix instead. He said it was pretty good afternoon and just followed the game on his phone. I like I ask it. You guys, what do you think about that?
1: I Bob love Marley Dusty Baker. Yeah. You know what? I, um, at the All-Star game a couple of weeks back, somebody asked him if he was ready to get booed by Dodger Stadium because, you know, he's the Astros manager and everything else. And he's like, no, we're, I'm a different coach. It's a different team, everything else. And if they're booing, well, oh, well, you know, or something like that. <laughs> but he bought his entire staff suits uh, for that game and everything else. And he just seems like a genuine guy. I, I've met him once a long time ago. I, I don't even remember – like the situation that we were in or any of that stuff. But he's always been very wholesome. And uh, and this is a baseball dude through and through. You know, he's not – if he misses a game, he's not going to lose sleep over it.
0: <laughs> well, I can't – you know, yeah. Bob Marley documentary. I'll have to find it on Netflix. I,
2: I I'm like down. It. I'm down with the Bob Marley <laughs> documentary.
0: All right. Next storyline is Dylan Cease looking to extend his 13-start hitting er, streak of allowing one earned run or fewer. He's been absolutely incredible.
2: Yeah.
0: So did you guys also know – That for every strikeout, he donates money to a I guess it's some kind of uh, green organization that plants trees. So really, if we're betting on cease on the over on strikeouts, we're really helping the environment. Just saying.
1: Take my money. That that mustache is helping the environment. (laughs) That might be the best in the game, although you can have somebody <laughs> on the Yankees that has a pretty good mo going Carpenter. on. Matt Carpenter, Matt Carpenter.
0: Uh, nasty uh, Nestor. Nestor yeah,
2: Spencer Strider has another really good yeah, one.
0: Braves. Yeah,
1: that I tried to grow one a couple of weeks ago on Fox 5 and management quickly uh nixed that in the butt.
0: You know, but I think it makes me,
1: me more credible.
2: That. Yeah, I uh, got a funny, quick little story here. A while ago I was taking my little brother, I was a chaperone on one of his field trips. The day before I had a r- really good mustache, I must say. <laughs> in the morning I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like I can't go chaperone with this on my face. <laughs> and I shaved it right there. Oh. <laughs> oh.
1: That's terrible. I mean how old how old were they? I uh, at too, the time he was
2: around 8 or 9.
1: Oh, yeah, you should have shaved it. That, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, you don't want to wind up on a list anywhere. Hey, hey, exactly.
2: I mean, th- this was a little while ago, but it's still uh, a funny one to me. Oh, it well. just
0: seems like since Top Gun, the new Top Gun is out, is that why Stashes are the, back. Mas- the mustache back. is back? Could They're be. Back? All
1: right. I'm, I'm all about it.
0: Yeah. Now it's time for our home run calls of the day. You know what that means. Who's going yard today? And we're going to start things off with Julian Delgado with his first home run call here on the On Deck Podcast. So who's it going to be? Now we're picking from the night games, and we got a special one, mm-hmm. Field of Dreams.
1: Field of Dreams on Fox. Watch it on Fox 5 San Diego for those of you in town. Got to plug the brand, so thank you guys for letting me do that. But it's a Field of Dreams. Why not pick Kyle Farmer? The name rings a bell. He's got 20 double, six home runs, and 51 RBIs for the Reds. Uh, if you build it, Farmer will come. And I am assuming he's going to go yard tonight. Yeah, I think we're
0: going to see some, I like it. some baseball. There were a the lot of home tonight.
2: runs in that game last year.
0: Yeah. All right, Tyler, where are you heading?
2: You know, I knew everybody was going to go field of dreams game, so I wanted to get out of that, mm-hmm. get a little different. I am going with Baltimore Orioles' Adley Rutschman. Winkowski is giving up a lot of hard contact to lefty bats. With Rutschman, he has shown that he hits righties very well. Add in Boston's poor bullpen, and I'm thinking Baltimore is going to hit a couple home runs tonight with Adley hitting one.
0: Yeah, Fenway is going to be warm temperatures there. Exactly. I am going to the Field of Dreams as well. I'm going Cubs Patrick Wisdom. He'll be going up against Cincinnati Reds lefty uh, Nick Lodolo, who actually has the second-highest home run per nine rate among the pitchers on the slate for tonight. And he has much worse splits versus righty bats, 467 slugging percentage. And then on the other side of that wisdom, well, he just crushes the lefties, Mm -hmm. 525 slugging. And keep in mind, the league average slugging percentage is 397. So that's a difference of 128 points. Give me Patrick Wisdom. Sending one into the corn tonight.
1: A wise pick.
0: (laughs) The wise pick for Wisdom. I like it. All right. So those are our home run calls for today. Remember to follow us on Twitter and retweet Linestar app for your chance to win some money or a free Linestar subscription. So check that out, Linestar app, on Twitter. Well, I want to thank our guest, Julian. Make sure you check him out, Fox 5 San Diego, at Julian Delgadio on Twitter. Thanks so much for thank joining you us. Hope you had a fun on the On Deck podcast. We'll have to get you on again. That was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Thanks for all the insight. Anytime.
1: Anytime. Like, thank you both. Yeah, Appreciate you. it
0: all right now it's time to take a look at our analysis for daily fantasy but first thanks to julian for coming on yeah it was was fun it was great so we will get to some daily fantasy now we're just taking a look at the two games on the night slate for tonight so we just have two games really to choose from Mm -hmm. uh so there's not a whole lot of analysis given that Mm -hmm. you know ownership is where it is but let's go through some of the options for daily fantasy uh, start on, starting off with Red Sox righty Josh Winkowski going up against the Orioles. He's 47% owned on DraftKings, 10% owned on FanDuel, 4 six eighty 289 opponent average last game. Versus the Royals, he actually had a pretty decent game. One earned run on five innings, pitch four strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you like or not like about his play for today?
2: You know, I'm not really that crazy about him. I, I see that he is you know, fairly high owned on DraftKings, not so much on FanDuel. And I, I think that's probably the way I would go. He's had a very high fit the last five games, over seven, allowing a ton of hard contact, thirty seven percent, ton of uh barreled balls. So if I'm playing this slate, I'm not a big fan of him and I'd probably be looking at one of the other guys.
0: Nice. All right, Cubs lefty, Drew Smiley going up against the Reds tonight. This is the Field of Dreams mm-hmm. game. Forty seven percent owned on DraftKings 42% on FanDuel, so big ownership numbers here. 3970 or a 266 opponent average. Last game versus Miami, he held them scoreless through uh, six and two thirds, just five hits and four strikeouts. Do you like this play for tonight?
2: I do. He's probably mm-hmm. one of my one of the pitchers I do like a little bit more. Uh, again, only for both mm-hmm. games. The pitching isn't great. But I did like the Cubs let him go over 100 pitches yesterday, so maybe there is a little bit more upside versus some of the other guys in this which aren't getting that kind of pitch count. Uh, But he's been decent mid-fours FIP over his last 20 starts, a low four over the last five starts, and we have a 20% combined K rate on him today. So there's a little bit of upside on his price. Mm -hmm. I think he's definitely an interesting option.
0: Another option is Orioles' righty, Dean Kramer, going up against Boston today. 46% owned on DraftKings, 2% on FanDuel. 3-4-3 ERA for Kramer, 279 opponent average. And last game held Pirates scoreless. Mm -hmm. Just four hits in six and a third, two strikeouts. However, we know how anemic that Pirates offense is. So, with that being said, is Kramer a decent option tonight, or are you kind of fading that? So,
2: we have been picking on Boston a lot. But they are starting to hit the ball again. Fam's hot. He's had three home runs in the last three days. Uh, and Kramer isn't great. He, do, he is a pitcher that has a reverse splits, so he is worse against righties. So the Fam, J.D., Martinez, all look a little bit better uh, versus him. Uh, and he just hasn't been a good pitcher. Over a five-fip. Allowing 33% hard contact, 37% high fly balls, fairly high average exit velocity, uh, and the BBP numbers. Boston is only hitting 250 off them and 24 at bats. So it is something that's kind of interesting. The combined K rate's 18%. Personally, I'm probably going with Smiley and Lododo, though.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So that being said, he's going up, is going up against the Cubs, 45% ownership mm-hmm. for DraftKings, 42% on FanDuel, 4-4 ERA, 279, and put an average less game. Three earned runs, including two home runs against Milwaukee, just four strikeouts. Yeah. What do you think?
2: I think ownership on him will probably be a lot higher, probably more in the 60s, On uh, possibly on both. But combined K rate of 26% is really the reason. All the other guys are 20% or -hmm. below for the combined K rate. So nobody has his upside. He is like 2K more expensive. But salary doesn't really matter on this slate. Mm -hmm. So I really wouldn't worry about spending the extra money on him. But he has been the better pitcher of these three.
0: When, now let's our take court. a look at our offense mm-hmm. and what teams are you looking in terms of a stack for tonight? It looks like high-owned are going to be Boston yeah. and Reds, Cubs. Well, kind of like let's just go through what plays that you like. Yeah,
2: so I do like the Baltimore play. It looks like mm-hmm. they're going to go a little under-owned. Um, one thing that I would be cautious about with playing this slate is don't use like hitter one through five Mm -hmm. you know you're gonna have to get a little different with your batting order selection so try and get some of the back end guys uh for the teams that you like just because that will get you a little bit different even if it is a high owned uh team but so yeah baltimore is probably my favorite Mm -hmm. there should be a lot of offense in that field the game uh dreams game Mm -hmm. last year we saw a ton of home runs there so we could see that again uh however the Vegas total is higher on the Boston and Baltimore Interesting. Game. So it, that's a nine and a half total versus nine in the field of dream games. Again, like we said, pitching is probably a little bit better in that field of dream games. But um, so I do like Baltimore. Rudgeman yeah. was my home run call. There's a lot of guys uh, that can do some damage in that on that lineup.
0: And that Field of Dreams game, I know we did see a lot of home runs last year. I did see a meteorologist comment that the dew point is lower than it was. So it, mm-hmm. I guess there was a lot of humidity as well yes. last year, and it's not as high this year, which mm-hmm. could have contributed to – I mean, it was basically home run derby.
2: Left. Yeah, and so the ball's not going to fly quite as much as it did last mm-hmm. year. But still – <laughs> but it's still a small field, Yeah. you know, and that that's the major thing is you're dealing yeah. with major league hitters in a small field, so yeah. there's going to be home runs.
0: All right, let's take a look at some sleeper plays for today. First on DraftKings, we're looking at Red Sox second baseman Christian Arroyo, $2,000 on DraftKings. He's going up against Baltimore Dean Kramer. He had 23 fantasy points two days ago, so we know he mm-hmm. can put up some numbers. It's a four-and-a-half alert score. And Kramer gives up nearly two fantasy points per plate appearances to righty bats. Plus, Arroyo's actually got a 430 average over the last week. He's been on fire. So that's a great play for only $2,000 on DraftKings. Now let's take a look at our FanDuel sleeper pick of the day, and it's going to be Baltimore shortstop Taron Vavra. He's kind of been one of our sleeper picks that has popped up here on FanDuel the past couple of days Mm -hmm. and he's going up against the left this is a lefty back going up against the righty josh winkowski 468 era for winkowski and he gives up a 300 opponent average to lefty bats so there's you know you can see why there's a four star alert score here on line star for vavra boston bullpen not good specifically versus lefty bats they give up 2.5 fantasy points per plate appearance and he's been batting 360 the past week his overall numbers he's been batting over 300 this season so anytime you see a batter that has a you know a batting average totally. over 300 at 2200 on FanDuel, i think that's a great deal and make sure to lock in your line star subscription all of the information that we just went over is all available on the line star app so check it out just 1999 per month it's a great deal now that price will go up for football season so make sure you lock it in now and save $10 a month so 19.99. linestarapp.com check it out and now it's time for our prop bets of the day remember to play along with our prop bets contest all you have to do is like this video subscribe to our channel and comment below you're automatically entered to win if you are a one lucky commenter you could win $60 if Tyler and I both hit our props now yesterday my game got rained out for the prop. Wasn't able to get a new one in time. So, unfortunately, we don't have a winner for today.
2: I had the same thing happened with mine. Yeah. Both of ours were in that game. So, so
0: that was unfortunate. So... We'll have to make it up for today. Yeah. So remember, our picks are available on the Underdog Sports app, which you should get as well. We have the link below. All you need to do is download that. New users who deposit at least $10 can get up to $100 matched. Use promo code LineStar, and you can get three free months of LineStar. so a great deal there. Now, for our prop bets of the day on the Underdog Sports app, Tyler, where are you going?
2: I'm going with Boston Red Sox starting pitcher Josh Winkowski for under 3.5 strikeouts. He has only gone over that number once in the last five starts. Baltimore's been hot. They hit the ball well. They have a lot of good guys. And I think he's going to end up being under again today.
0: Well, I went on underdog and I found Patrick Wisdom 0.5 hits. That is minus 130 on the sportsbook, so on underdog, that means you're getting some pretty good value. <coughs> now, Patrick Wisdom is going up against Cincinnati lefty Nick Lodobo, Lodolo, who has much worse splits versus righty bats, and then the Breds bullpen, they have the highest ERA in baseball, so that bodes well for all the Cubs bats, including Wisdom for tonight. And Wisdom's a righty who has much better splits versus lefties, 876 OPS, so almost 200 points higher than the league average mm. and so i think he gets that tonight i also think there's going to be a lot of offense in that game it's the field of dreams game we know what happened last year There was a ton of offense home runs mm. i think we should see that again today at field of dreams so wisdom we know he, he's capable even that was my home run call so i'm just doubling down on patrick wisdom for today 0. 0.5 hits lock it in guys those picks make sure to tail us on the underdog sports app make sure to use promo code LineStar for that great show today i love having I like guests it. on it fun. ton of fun so good luck in all your betting for today and your daily fantasy we will see you guys tomorrow have a good one
2: have a good one guys bye